Hey, yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The Gold Gold System. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host. Someday, when that day may never come, I'll call upon you to give a service. The Bronx Father. Welcome to this special podcast edition of TNA Chat Live here on the SNS Radio Network. It is February 24th, 2013, about 8.40 p.m. Eastern. Uh, This isn't going to be a marathon. It's just that, unfortunately, because I had a personal uh, job that I had to take care of this past Thursday night, I was not able to bring you a show. I apologize. Uh, but I figured that to scratch the TNA fans itch here on the network, I'd give you guys a little something, especially going over this last week's impact. And when I'm done doing that, I have to respond to something, uh, just something that's been really in the mainstream news over the last couple of days. The power Andy Knowles kind of inspired me. This is something that I really just wanted to talk about. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Now, I finally got to watch Impact. I wasn't able to watch it live Thursday night, hence there being no show. And there were some things about the show that confused me. The main one being, why is Hulk Hogan making Bully Ray, a guy who has a legit injury, the number one contender. Now, I know a lot of people will say, oh, shenanigans, something's going to happen with aces and eights. Uh, That's the only reason I can think of why this would happen. And it was to the point 
where Bully Ray was like, I don't even understand your decision. I'm injured. I've got a torn, partially, excuse me, partially torn quad muscle that I sustained in the tables match against Aces and Eights. He does thank Hogan for the shot and wants to make Brooke proud. And that night he proposes a six-man tag match between Aces and Eights and himself, Sting and Hulk Hogan. Now, Sting... Hulk Hogan, and Bully. Basically, only one person in that trio can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wrestle. So I kind of, I, I don't know, I, I don't get it. But we had Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels versus Hernandez, Chavo Guerrero, James Storm, and Joseph Park. This I liked. It was a decent eight-man uh, I like the way the ending went over, where uh, Rude and Aries basically ditch, leaving Bad Influence alone in the ring with the four faces. And of course, Joseph Park gets the win. I mean, okay, that that was all right. I did enjoy that match. Um, I, I'm, Joseph Park is one of those characters, guys, who at first I was like, really? But I will confess that he's growing on me to the point where now don't shit on me for saying this fellas but i'm kind of forgetting him as abyss it's not that i'm forgetting the character it's that i'm associating him with this character now and less and less and less with abyss i i like i like it in some ways, I like certain aspects of it. I like the fact that he's this really good-hearted guy who's trying and really wants to, quote-unquote, learn how to be a good wrestler. I mean, some people will say it's insulting to our intelligence. And yeah, it is to a certain extent, but wrestling does that. <laughs> what can you do, man? No matter what company you watch, there were times even back in the old WCW and ECW days where our intelligence was insulted. That's just something we have to live with. There's no way around it. Now we had uh, Robbie E. and Rockstar Spud. Mm, I don't know, you know, what to think of this guy at this point. Rockstar gets the win. Good match. It wasn't a bad match. But, um, you know... These new guys, a lot of these guys coming in who I don't know about, whether because they were from the indies or, you know, I just, I'm not an indie guy. And uh, I don't really pay too much attention to the independent scene. And, you know, I, it's a transition. TNA is going through, how do I put this? They're going through the same transition that I think WWE has had to go through. The problem is, and... Like J.J. had said, they're bringing in guys who most fans, you know, they know who they are. They know they're really not rookies. A lot of these guys aren't rookies. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to give all these new fellas a chance. By new, I mean new in TNA for right now. Give them a chance. Let's see, you know, where it leads. Let's not shit on anyone yet until they kind of establish themselves. Now, really, really cool. We have Tara versus Velvet Sky versus Miss Tess Vacher versus Gail Kim.
and this match is being fought under elimination rules. Your new TNA Knockouts champion, I actually heard the trade dog cheering from here with no audio equipment at all. Yes, Velvet Sky is once again your Knockouts champ. Uh, Tara had a good run, but I think that Velvet is probably probably the fan favorite. You know, the fans love her. TNA fans love Velvet. And uh, so do I. Who doesn't? I mean, let's face it, guys. If you're a straight man whose testosterone is being produced correctly, you can't help. Can't help like Velvet Sky. Now, we had Samoa Joe versus Garrett Bischoff. During this match, of course, Briscoe interfered, and they started beating on Joe, resulting in a DQ, and out came Kurt Angle for the save. And now Angle wants Wes Briscoe in the cage at lockdown. <sighs> That, I think, is just going to be a slaughter. I, I mean, look, I, I like Briscoe and Bischoff. I'm not going to shit on them, but against Kurt Angle, I mean, that Kurt Angle, look, let me, let me put this out there. I got a lot of respect for Kurt. He's a guy who's moving up in years. He's had a lot of surgeries. He has slowed down. But I'll put it to you like this, man. I'm, he's still not a guy that I would want to be across from in that fucking ring. Okay? He is a machine. And, you know, he, he's just... He's in cage matches. He is so nuts. You know, who can forget some of the things that we've seen Kurt do when he's just put in that position? I like this to a certain extent, but I want to see... You know, how Briscoe's going to handle his own against Angle. I mean, you know Angle's going to try everything he can to make him look like a million bucks. Angle always been, in my opinion, unselfish worker. So we'll see what we shall see. Um, it Really, I'm looking forward to lockdown. Uh, it's always been one of my favorite pay-per-views. And I'm going to, you know, talk a little bit more on that, too. But... We had Rob Van Dam versus Kenny King, and King kind of botched his finish. Um, I've seen these two work a few times now, and, and you know what happens. I'm not going to shit on the guy for it. It happens. But RVD wins via the frog splash. So in our main event, we had Bully Ray and Sting versus Doc, Devon, and Ken Anderson. Now, Aces and Eights come out. Sting and Bully come out. And we get Hogan's music, but Hulk doesn't come out. He just doesn't show up. Now, Aces and Eights, of course, starts attacking Sting and Bully Ray. And Earl Hebner is just trying to get this shit under control. And finally, Bully and Sting get the upper hand. And, of course, Aces and Eights has to flood the ring with the rest of their members and we see that Hulk and Brooke are being held hostage. Wow. So, of course, Bully tries to make the save. And this results in Sting being all by himself and getting hit with a big boot. 
as Doc picks up the three count. Now, Bully was, of course, tending to his quote-unquote family on the outside. Again, why, why are we having someone, two people actually, in Hogan and Bully Ray, who can't wrestle? And of course, Bully, it's not his fault. He has a legit injury, guys. Why are we having this? I just, I didn't get that. It almost makes me think that of all the people involved, Bully, Hogan, Sting, and Brooke, that at some point somebody is going to screw someone else over. Whether it's Bully Ray or Sting. Now, let me say this for a minute. Sting is a guy who never really had too much of a run as a heel. He's never really been allowed to do that, or perhaps, probably most likely, he just doesn't want to do that. But we always talk about what can save this aces and eights angle. And I think what can save it is Sting going over to aces and eights. I know a lot of people are really Bronx style. Sting, are you fucking crazy? What's Bronx is on drugs. But think about it. Think about what type of reaction you could get out of the locker room. You know, I know it's been said, I believe by Jim Cornette, that you can reuse a good wrestling angle every 10 or so years. What I would like to see done here is preferably at lockdown, you have Sting join Aces and Eights, and on the next impact, I want reactions. I want baby faces being filmed backstage saying, I, I can't believe this. I've known Sting for blah, blah, blah years. You know, how could he do this? You have Hogan devastated. My problem is, I don't know if Sting can, can play that heel. I don't know. I want a really vicious fucking, I don't want funny Sting. If this is going to work, he would have to be a vicious, vicious freaking heel. And I think if it's done correctly, it could work. Because I can't think of what else you do. What else do you do? What else, what would you guys do? And unfortunately, this isn't a live show. But when I bring back TNA Chat Live this coming Thursday live... I have a topic, so everyone pay very close attention. This is going to be the topic of this coming Thursday's show. What would you do? I'm handing the book to all of you guys, and whether you want to email me at tnhatlive at snsradionetwork.com, you want to send me a private message on Facebook, most of you are my friends, you know me, it's Tony Mirabella on Facebook, real easy. Let me know, or of course call into the show, obviously, but let me know, what would you do if you were given control of TNA? 
I, I want everyone to put on their fantasy booking helmets because I always have to deal with people talking about how bad TNA's booking and their writing is. And sometimes people have a legit gripe. Sometimes it is silly. So I'm going to ask you guys, what would you do? You have 100% creative control. Dixie Carter gave you a blank slate and a blank check and said you can do whatever the hell you want. Now, I don't want so much from the business aspect of it. What you would do, you know, obviously we know they went live. Now they're going to be having impacts at all different places, which we've been all saying should be done. Those are obvious things. But storyline-wise, you're given all the characters that are currently there. All the guys are at your disposal. Hogan doesn't even have power over you. You can book Hogan however you want. You can fire Hogan. You can fire anyone. You have complete control of TNA Impact. And I want to put all you guys on the spot. What would you do? Whether you want to tell me what you do with the whole company, whether you want to pick your favorite superstar in TNA and tell me how you'd put him or even her over, let me know. I want you guys to get creative. I want to see what you guys can put together, and I'll give my opinion on if I like it or don't. Not that my fucking opinion is the gospel, but I'm the host of the show. I'll let you know what I think. So we're going to do that this Thursday on TNA Chat Live. You don't have to wait till then. It's Sunday right now. You guys have four days. Send me those emails. Let me know what you think. Lockdown, I'm actually happy that they're not making every match in the cage. I know a lot of people are pissed off about that. I like it. I think that every match in the cage takes away from the main event. So, there you have it. Now, before I move on to some non-TNA-related topics, I have to bring up something. And I, I just read this recently. In a recent interview with Fighting Spirit magazine, Hulk Hogan had the following to say concerning TNA's decision to have Jeff Hardy as the company's champion. Quote, Dixie runs the company, but if it was up to me and it had been my decision, Bobby Roode would have been a great champion to have right now. The UK tour plus a champion makes sense. A tour with no champion doesn't make sense, but I choose my battles. Some people look at the picture differently to how I do. First of all, I want to let everybody know I agree with Hogan's statement one hundred and ten percent you should have made hardy drop the belt during this long european tour it does not make sense to have a tour with your figurehead being your world champion not on said tour jeff hardy cannot leave the country that is his fault regardless of the fact that he's been doing really well the last year or so, and I'm really proud of him, really proud of him, and I'm a Jeff Hardy fan now. He could have dropped the belt even if for a while, okay? I agree with Hogan 100%. I also agree that he's a fucking moron. 
The reason Hulk Hogan is a fucking moron is as follows. You don't shit where you eat. Even if that's how you feel, and that's the majority of the way the IWC has felt, you don't go on a public forum and talk shit that is going to hurt your company, A, and B, is going to really signal home the fact that your company made a bad decision. Everyone knows that someone else should have had that title going into this European tour. You know, look, if I have a problem with something going on on the network, I'll address it with JJ, but I'll do it off air. I'm not going to fucking go on Wrestling News Live or TNA Chat Live or any other show and say, well, you know, uh, the decision that was made by JJ to do this on the network or do that on the network, I don't agree with. Here's why. I would have done it this way. How much longer do you think you'd hear my voice if I did that? I wouldn't do that because when you are working for a company or doing things for a company or a network, negative inside shit should be kept to a minimum. Now, if Hogan had left TNA and was going back to WWE or was starting his own promotion, yeah, then you make that statement. That's fine. But while you're working for the company, you know, here's a guy who in the past has neglected to promote this company properly. But yet, he'll go on a show or do an interview and say what's wrong with TNA. There are a lot of things wrong with TNA. I can talk about them because I don't work there. But I'll tell you right now, and call me a sellout, if Dixie Carter gives me a contract to come there and do something, I'm not going to publicly shit on that company and say that I disagree with a decision. Now, Hogan has the right to his opinion. And again, he's right. That's that's the sad thing. His statement is 100% correct, but he didn't need to make it in the public forum. Why didn't you take Dixie behind... Cl- I don't, let me not go on with that because it's going to sound wrong. Let me rephrase that because I know this will be all over Facebook if I finish that sentence. Have a private meeting with Dixie Carter and explain why you're disappointed. Explain, look, you know, Dixie, I know this is your company, man, but I've been in the wrestling business a long time. And I think to a certain extent, Hulk Hogan does have a good mind for the business. Definitely. You can't work in a place for 30, 40 fucking years and not develop a good mind for it. But that's the type of shit that you do behind closed doors, off the air, off the TV. You're criticizing your paycheck. I I don't get it. I don't get Hogan anymore, and I don't pretend to get Hogan anymore. You know, this is a guy who just is in his own little world. The Hulkster's world, starring Hulk Hogan. On Planet Hogan, we don't put over our company, we shit on it. On Planet Hogan, we book a guy with a crippling injury to be the number one contender. 
I'm Planet Hogan. We make statements about how beautiful our daughter's legs are. I mean, th this guy is, is fucking crazy. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with Hogan. Just, again, Hulkster, I agree with you 100%. You're an asshole for putting it out there. Dumbass. Now, moving on to some other things. Um, last night, the power Andy Knowles released a podcast of the Pro Wrestling Rewind, which I was thrilled to hear. Uh, I listened to this on my way uh, running errands today because I am never without earphones in my ear when I leave my apartment. Great job, as always. Andy, just a consummate professional. It was so freaking good to hear my man back. You know what, Andy? I'm calling you out, brother. A lot of the listeners have been saying that they want you back, man. You know, whether you go solo, whether you have a partner, whether it's me, whoever you choose, I think I speak for everyone when I say we want you back. But, but, I got to talk and give my opinion on the main topic of this Pro Wrestling Rewind archive. Glenn Beck who I had never heard of before, <clears throat> pardon me, is apparently a conservative talk show host. Now, here's why I never heard of him before. Because when it comes to politics, the Bronx father is neither a conservative nor is he a liberal. My feeling is burn all politicians and let God fucking sort them out. Because I don't believe a thing any of them say. And I really don't care what any of them have to say. Because when a politician's mouth is moving, they're lying. I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and blast conservatives. I'm not going to blast liberals. I'm just going to say whatever political persuasion you happen to be a part of, good for you. Me, I don't give a shit. But this guy, man... Glenn Beck, are you kidding me? Let me give you my take on what I heard, okay? Now, if you don't know what's going on, Andy Knowles goes into great detail, and he's, you know, probably knows this guy, definitely knows this guy a lot better than I do because he's a fan of this guy, which is fine. Again, I don't care. What I do care about is when a guy comes out and basically pisses all over me for being a wrestling fan. Now, if you don't know what's going on, this this whole Zeb Coulter, Zach, Jack Swagger thing, Zach Swagger, I wish I had the buzzer available, Jack Swagger thing, you know, what they're saying is, what this guy is saying is that this is making a mockery of the Tea Party, which to the best of my knowledge, is a conservative, highly conservative group. And, you know, th this is a character. Now, kudos to Beck. He did say character. At least he knew that much. Oh, uh, they're crapping all over the Tea Party. Well, few problems here, okay? My main problem was a statement that he made, and I'm paraphrasing, but I'm accurate. He basically buries pro wrestling and insults the fans by saying that, well, I'm sure there's no, you know, mainstream uh, lawyers, doctors, uh, high, in other words, high influence people watching wrestling. 
What that tells me is what he thinks is that basically all wrestling fans are idiots and can't be in a position of wealth or power or possess high intelligence. What he is saying is that we as wrestling fans are idiots for being wrestling fans. He doesn't say that verbatim, but that's what I take from it. And to that, Mr. Beck, I politely raise my middle finger and say, fuck you and fuck your opinion. I take it as a personal fucking insult when you come out and talk about a business that he admits. Now, listen to this. okay? Andy. Andy described this, but he kind of didn't go off on it the way I would. okay? before he starts talking shit about the angle. He basically says, oh, well, I'm really not qualified to talk about the wrestling business. Well, then why the fuck are you talking about it, you fucking dipshit? If you're not qualified to talk about it, you fucking moron, how do you make that statement and then proceed to talk about it? That'd be like me saying, well, I don't know a goddamn thing about rocket propulsion, but let's sit here for 40 minutes and talk about it. Huh? What? You, you freely admit you don't know, you're not qualified to talk about this topic, and then you fucking talk about it anyway. Am I the only one who thinks this guy is a fucking idiot, a moron, a bottom feeder of the very lowest ilk? Am I the only one that thinks that? And then to say that you basically saying that no one who is influential, no one who is making a good salary or is politically active, none of them are wrestling fans. They don't watch it. Give me some numbers. Are you Nielsen? Really? Are you fucking Nielsen that you know that for sure? How the hell do you know who watches wrestling and who doesn't? Donald Trump is a wrestling fan. You think he's not? Do you not think Donald Trump didn't have fun doing those angles with McMahon? We had the President of the United States talk about the WWE. You fucking idiot. This guy came off to me, and you know what? It... I might get heat from Andy for this because I know Andy likes this guy. That's fine. I, I have to give my opinion. I have to. I think this guy is a fucking moron. Just his presentation and his contradictions to his own words tell me he's fucking stupid. Now, the WWE has invited this dipshit to be on Monday Night Raw. And said dipshit has refused, making an insulting comment about WWE. Now, from what I read, the WWE is planning to do a parody on Glenn Beck on Raw tomorrow night. Sure they are. <laughs> of course they are. You know what? You, you shit all over something this company's doing. They invited you to come out. And I will, I will give the guy credit for this. He's smart for not appearing on Raw because it would have been a total storyline thing that he wouldn't have gotten anyway. So I think he made a smart choice by not doing that. 
I'm not going to shit on the WWE because you know what, Glenn? Guess what you did? And here's another reason why you're a fucking dummy. What you did was you gave the WWE a company you were talking shit on free publicity. Oh, shit. They're doing this angle? Well, maybe I need to tune in and check it out. I felt, the reason I'm bringing this up is how insulted I felt as a wrestling fan. I'm so tired of the mainstream media who will never talk about wrestling until wrestling does something that pisses them off. And they never talk about the good things. They never want to bring up the make-a-wishes. They never want to bring up tribute to the troops. They don't want to bring up TNA raising funds for Sandy victims. You know, they, they don't bring up any of that good shit. But it's always something that, fuck the Tea Party. I don't give a shit what the Tea Party thinks. You think I'm going to lose sleep tonight because the Tea Party's pissed off about a wrestling angle? I don't care. And... I understand why they would think that this is making fun of Tea Party members, but I don't really think that was the WWE's intention. And then he talks about, oh, Zeb Coulter shit on Vietnam vets. Where the fuck did he shit on Vietnam vets? He said he was a Vietnam vet. Well, you know what? A lot of Vietnam vets that I have met have been underappreciated have been great guys, and I feel I've gotten screwed by our government. Because a lot of them are freaking homeless. But I don't take it as the WWE taking a shit on Vietnam veterans for him mentioning he was a veteran in Nam. And this guy goes on to say, Glenn Beck, oh, oh the, you know, the, how many veterans have come up to me and said, thank you for supporting. Yeah, well, how much money do you donate to the VA hospital, motherfucker? I don't get where that comes from. I listen to this guy say that, and I'm like, what? Basically, he's saying Zeb Coulter is portraying you know, Vietnam veterans is all being crazy and all being rednecks. And Where do you get that? This guy is just fishing in a pond of diarrhea to catch whatever little fish he can. And to me, you insulted me as a wrestling fan. You insulted me as someone who covers this product. Fuck you. As far as Jack Swagger, we all know what happened with Jack Swagger. Uh, I'm not going to give my opinion on this show. Uh, I will save that for Wrestling News Live because I definitely uh, want to pick JJ's brain on what he thinks about this whole situation. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's all over the Internet. You'll have no fucking trouble finding it. But, you know, Jack Swagger obviously getting pulled over. They found marijuana in the car. He was arrested for a DUI. But any further news, we will save for this Tuesday's Wrestling News Live. I just wanted to get this whole Tea Party shit out of the way and give my opinion on it. I wanted to have enough time to do that because it's just such bottom-feeding fucking bullshit. But anything else uh, that has to do with this situation, I'll leave for Wrestling News Live. Uh, one last piece of um, non-TNA news that I want to bring up. Well, as I mentioned before, Scott Hall was in TNA briefly, but apparently Scott Hall has accepted Diamond Dallas Page's offer and is 
undergoing the same uh, DDP yoga regimen that Jake the Snake has underwent, and Jake looks awesome. Um, I'm going to play for you another recording of uh, DDP and Jake the Snake talking to Scott Hall on the phone, and Scott sounds like a totally different person from the last time we heard him. So basically what I'm asking, Louie, is because you are known to say things before they should be said, I want to make sure you didn't say anything about Scott Hall. Just to me, just what you told me I could say. I told my, told my prayer group to pray for Scott Hall. Okay, but you didn't say anything else? No. Okay, just, wait, just check. We do have to check with you. And this morning I called him and I left him three messages saying, hey, dude, call me. I woke up for some reason really early and I couldn't get back to sleep, so I just kept calling him every hour. And then he finally called me back and um, he was sober. You know, I guess I called him early enough before he started drinking. Uh, and by the time we got done, we had such a great conversation. It was the best conversation I've had with him since 1992. Uh, and uh, at some point he called me back and I didn't even hear his voice message here until now. I'm going to play this for you. This shows you where his head's at coming in here today. different he goes you know he goes I do know this Jake he said when we were in rehab together he said I met him <laughs> you know what I was like wow he goes that's like chills bro So there you have it, man. He sounds positive. He sounds really good. Uh, his voice sounds a lot better. You can tell he's not intoxicated. He's not depressed. Uh, he's not talking about dying. He sounds like he's in good spirits, and he is there right now. Man, I just want to see in like two months a picture of Scott Hall that's going to blow me away. I hope this works out. We're all praying for you. That, ladies and gentlemen, is that. Thanks for listening to the special archive of TNA Chat Live. Um, again, you know, I want to thank Andy Knowles for uh, putting up his podcast and just inspiring a response out of me uh, with this whole thing. I mean, it's just total fucking bullshit. I can't believe it. 
But it is Sunday night. Make sure you tune in to all the shows on the network. Obviously, of course, this Tuesday, Wrestling News Live, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain with myself and J.J. Sexay. Um, the Midweek Elite Force Podcast. Thursday, of course, TNA Chat Live returns. And remember, fellas, the question of the night is, if you could run TNA, what would you do? I don't want any wise-ass answers like I closed the company because they will not be read on the air. I want to know what you would do. So the open book Friday, of course, running the ropes, all the shows, the weekend podcasts that are available right now, Beyond the Bell. Make sure you check the whole indie show out. If I missed anyone, I apologize. But just go to snsradionetwork.com. And you can get a list of all the shows, what time they're on, where to download them, how to listen. So make sure you do it, guys. Anyway, I'm out. The Bronx Father got work tomorrow. Thanks for downloading this. Hope you enjoyed it. I apologize I couldn't be here with you live last Thursday. But hopefully this makes up for it a little bit. Take care, guys. This has been a special edition of TNA Chat Live, only on the SNS Radio Network.